How's it going, everyone? Rich here, and welcome to an Embarrassment of Riches podcast, episode 4, for November the 17th, 2016. Hope everyone's having a great day. Welcome to the place where we talk about anything nerdy in the crazy world of entertainment. Today's topic is about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When will it end? Will it ever flop? And my top five favorite MCU movies. Let's start off with the first big question. What is the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU, as I'm going to call it for a lot of the review, because it's a lot easier to say, is a collection of movies that are all on the same timeline. So this is a scenario where heroes can meet up with each other, interact, as well as have different situations that affect the timeline with other movies. This was a huge gamble at the time because leading up to this, Marvel was fairly bankrupt and had to sell many of its most popular superheroes like the X-Men franchise to Fox and the Spider-Man franchise to Sony. The MCU debuted in 2008 with Jon Favreau's Iron Man, led up by Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Now this was a huge critical and financial success and now has led to 14 movies in total now did the MCU so far with Doctor Strange coming out this month. All of these movies have had positive critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes and have been commercial successes, to varying degrees, but mostly they were very big successes. In total, the 14 films have amassed $10 billion as one of the most popular movie franchises of all time. So that leads us to the big question. When will it end? Will it flop? Will it taper down easily? Who knows? To take sort of a different look, let's look at all comic book movies of the past couple years. And to be quite honest, it's in a very volatile state. If it hits, it hits huge. And sometimes even the most popular franchises, whether it be bad word to mouth or just a bad movie, will not make anywhere near as much as it should. For example, this is no offense to any of the DC movies, but I'm not the biggest fan of Batman v Superman. And I did see it, but that movie only grossed $873 million which they're probably not crying about by any sense of the imagination. But when you think about the the top tier of superheroes, Batman and Superman have got to be in the top tier. They're two of the most popular of all time. And to be outgrossed by Iron Man and the Avengers, it's very, very interesting to see how those characters did not make as much money as some other ones. For example, the Captain America Civil War movie this uh, year did more, and even Doctor Strange made $500 million so far in just its second or third week. That's much different than, you know, 873 worldwide for its entire duration of being in the movies. And even if Doctor Strange doesn't make $873 million, Marvel wasn't expecting it to. The fact that two super popular iconic heroes such as Batman and Superman couldn't make a billion dollars in the box office is should be a little worrying, actually, for a lot of comic book uh, studios in the future. For example, another uh, franchise that has been super popular with the uh, superhero franchise, as well as being one of the key movies to sort of start the boom of superhero movies in the, uh, about the recent decade, is the X-Men franchise. Now, the most recent one, X-Men Apocalypse, made $543 million. The previous one, Days of Future Past, made $747 million. That's a big drop-off for, you know, in franchising-wise, it should be making more money as you go along, because more intrigue, more people get invested in the story. For another example, uh, X-Men Apocalypse only made $150 million domestically, seventh of all the X-Men films, not superhero movies, just X-Men films alone. But then at the same time, Fox released Deadpool, which is one of the first big R-rated comic book movies. Sure, Blade was probably the first one, but Deadpool came out as an R-rated superhero movie, and that made a ton of money. 
that made $750 million. That was not something they were initially uh, dreaming of when they came up with that franchise. But it's very interesting to see what people want to see, what people don't want to see anymore in comic book movies. While other movie studios are having ups and downs with their comic book movies, it appears that Marvel can do no wrong. They keep introducing crazier and crazier heroes and lower tier heroes. These are some that even know the most, you know, hardcore comic book fans. They may not have the best idea about certain characters. I certainly didn't with Doctor Strange. And as I said, that just passed 500 million worldwide. I think I'm a pretty decent comic book fan, so even the people that don't read comics are coming to the theaters. And what's crazy is, even though it's five, may hit $500 million worldwide today, it's only the 11th of the 14 Marvel films. Once again, is that a flop, considering Marvel standards? I don't think so, because it's a completely unknown property. Sure, it hasn't had the huge impact that maybe Guardians of the Galaxy did, but it's having more of an Ant-Man effect, which was a movie that they spent less money on, but it did come out to have a big, big impact on the uh, box office. So that comes down to the big question, how does Marvel do it? What makes them different than DC movies, or X-Men movies, or even the Spider-Man movies? What makes them special? Well, first of all, as I said before, the critics like them. It's a movie that gets good press, and in a world today where so many people are going on Rotten Tomatoes now, so many people are going on Metacritic and places like that to say, oh, am I going to spend my money? Seeing that high tomato score, that certified fresh score, that does take into effect of people are going to go to the movies. And along with the solid movies, they make good genre movies. I didn't really see, I didn't really notice it until when I saw The Winter Soldier, but I've sort of saw that Marvel is sort of making genre-esque movies, but just putting superheroes in it. The Winter Soldier is a spy thriller, just with Captain America. Movies like Ant-Man. Ant-Man's nothing but a heist film, just happens to have a superhero in it. Guardians is a space opera, like Star Wars, but you put superheroes in it. They sort of keep freshening up the superhero genre by, you know, going away from the generic stories that maybe have haunted it in the past. They do take a few risks in the movies, but they don't do so many crazy risks that certify that's going to be a flop. You know, Ant-Man could have been a crazy, you know, a crazy bad movie, but they sort of have a very generic story, which is good and bad, but then sort of sprinkle up the the craziness and take the risks that way. The casting decisions are, are certainly a highlight of all the Marvel movies. Can we not see Tony Stark without thinking Robert Downey Jr. now? Or Captain America's Chris Evans? Or Chris Hemsworth as Thor? No, those, those roles and those actors have just come imprinted into our heads. We know who we want to be those characters now forever. Marvel knows what the audience wants, it seems like, at times. They know what kind of humor we want, what kind of action, what kind of visuals. They want to see... You know, we as the audience, we want to see something new. And, you know, Marvel has been pretty good right now at, you know, giving us something new and fresh every time we go to the movies. It seems like there's been a good trend of, in May, they released a uh, Marvel movie that's sort of the blockbuster franchise, whether that be The Avengers, whether it be Captain America Civil War, or next year Guardians. And then they release a movie in the fall that seems to be the more innovative movie, whether that be Ant-Man, the original Guardians, Thor Ragnarok, that's going to have some crazier styles. It'd be interesting to see if they keep doing that format or if it's going to change when they probably release more movies in a year. The final two things I'm going to talk about that Marvel does really right is one, their head producer, which is Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is the, the overseer of the entire MCU. He plans everything out ahead. I'm sure probably has a big 
you know, like chalkboard that has all the different movies going up to, you know, whenever, 2025 or 2030. It'll be interesting to see how he has the MCU shaping the future. But Kevin Feige, he's been the head producer of so many important comic book movies. He started with X-Men in 2000. He's done 30 plus different comic book movies. He's probably seen everything. He's seen the good. He's seen the bad. He was the producer on Elektra which is a terrible movie in my opinion. So he's seen the good and the bad, so he's able to sort of change and, fi uh, and figure out different styles to make movies. Another thing that is you need to mention when you're talking about Marvel is that Disney financial backing. They're letting them do crazy things because it's improving. It's making them money. I wouldn't be surprised if things maybe didn't start going their way that Disney would rein the money back in and they would have to take less risks. I def definitely think that could be a way that Marvel could end up flopping or becoming stale in the future is if Disney gives them less money, but right now they're making a ton of money so they sort of have free reign to do whatever they want. So since I started talking about it, let's continue with it. When will Marvel flop? Will they flop? Will they just die off? I mean, Marvel movies certainly have flaws. Whether it be plot hole inconsistencies, or the big one a lot of people like to bring up is villain depth. A lot of the villains are kind of lame. Marvel spends so much time giving their heroes a ton of time and development. They don't really give much to their villains. Villains all sort of, you know, are the generic bad guy, I want to take over the world, or I want to cause some sort of supernatural destruction. A lot of the times the villains have the same superpowers as the hero, which is kind of lame. I kind of want my villains to be different. I want them to be polar opposites. Sure, they may have the same magical powers or the same like mechanical suits, but a lot of people are kind of turned off by that. But for me, the stakes and the plot hole inconsistencies, those are some of the things that bother me the most about the Marvel Universe. But will they flop? It's hard to say, really. I think more likely they're just going to taper off. A, bit, a way they could flop is if they start making several bad movies in a row. You know, Marvel has built up such a good grace with us, where, oh man, they've done good work after good work after good work. We'll see a bad Marvel movie, because it's all connected. But if there's two or three in a row, I certainly feel like um, moviegoers won't want to see them anymore. You know, Steven Spielberg said to himself where he sort of combined superhero movies and westerns the westerns for the most part have died out they were huge back in the day and he thinks superheroes gonna be the same huge now but eventually taper off i can sort of counter that argument with superhero movies have a lot more depth in the form of in the form of storytelling than a western feels like a lot of the western plot has been laid out for you so it's much different for a comic movie that can be a heist movie or a thriller or a horror movie even. So is there going to be a specific movie that sort of starts Marvel's decline? If I had to guess one, it maybe would be Thor Ragnarok. It's a movie that Thor hasn't made the most money at compared to a lot of the other Avengers. Sure, it's going to have the Hulk in it, which a lot of people love the Hulk and will go see the movies, the movie just to see him. But Thor has always been sort of a medium money-making superhero as well as they're introducing weirder concepts, like potentially it's going to have sort of a like buddy cop movie style, which I do, uh, I love buddy cop movies, but it seems kind of weird that Thor and Hulk are going to be traveling around the galaxy. They may introduce too many crazy things to really warrant uh, such an awesome movie. 
also, uh, I guess, if you sort out of figure out for the future, maybe after Avengers 3 and 4, a lot of the contracts go up, so we don't know if the masses are ready for another Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, any of those characters. So it might be jarring for people, and then, of course, people are going to compare them, because that's just, that's just how life is. People compare the previous to it. They compared... Uh, Heath Ledger to Jack Nicholas, uh, Jack Nicholson, and all, and so on and so forth. It's very interesting how they're gonna move forward while still keeping that sort of rabid fan base that wants a comic book movie every year. I guess my final thoughts is for Marvel to, to keep succeeding, it has to follow the trends of today and not rely on what it's done in the past. Keep taking calculated risks, but don't go overboard. Remember why we go to the movies. Visuals are amazing, sure, but we want heroes to look up to and cheer for, villains we love to hate, interesting places. That's what we really want in a comic book movie, to transport ourselves away. Alright, to sort of end off this podcast, I'm going to talk about my top five favorite Marvel movies. I'm going to do a couple honorable mentions, which is seven and six. They go back and forth since I've seen them, but that's Ant-Man and Doctor Strange. I both think those took a lot of crazy risks, and uh, I really applaud Marvel for doing that. Taking the real, Starting to get to the lower tier heroes. You know, they're not Batman, they're not Superman. You know, they're not well-known, but they're starting to become more well-known because of just awesome movies great visuals and uh fun stories so right so now number five my top five marvel movies number five is the original iron man uh you, you got to start with what brought you here right iron man was truly great 2008 is gonna be looked at as a very very important year for movies for comic book movies because you had the dark knight come out as well as iron man so there are two super popular movies that are still having effects to the genre and movies in general today now Tony Stark, as I said earlier, he's just become Iron Man. You just see it in your head. It's just great casting. It's weird to think that Tom Cruise was actually scheduled to be Tony Stark for a while, and then they switched to Robert Downey Jr. on the idea of John Favreau. Uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. at the time was sort of box office poison. You know, he had a lot of drug and alcohol issues, and Iron Man really brought him back into the forefront, and now he's one of the most uh, paid actors in Hollywood. Now, number four is uh it's the avengers it's the big culmination of all of phase one marvel ended up having three three phases so far the end of phase one was the group movie the avengers uh, truly interesting movie where they brought everyone together and no one really knew how it would work would everyone get enough screen time would everyone be able to be highlighted would everyone be able to be showed off and really shown in a great way would it lead up into the future all questions were answered when we saw it it was an amazing uh, movie, simple story, but it allowed everyone to get their moments in. It had the best end sequence, uh, best end action sequence for them uh, for a while until this year, which we'll get to that in a little bit. But the Avengers really brought something new to the table and really showed what the power of the MCU was going to do when they brought everyone together to have a big big uh, storyline even though I didn't wasn't a real big fan of you know oh the giant hole in the sky in the middle of a city that's going to end the world uh, they ended up doing it in a start uh, a smart way and it it's gotten a lot worse nowadays because we've seen the Avengers and you know the hole in the sky that wants to destroy everything but the Avengers sort of the start of us being meh about it but since it was early on enough, we can still look back on it with fond memories. The Avengers is 100% in my top five, and this lands at number four. On to number three, and number three is Captain America's Civil War, which came out this year. Um, truly fantastic comic book movie, almost more like a political thriller than a superhero movie, but it ended up having a ton of different Avengers characters. It really brought 
the uh, concept of the Avengers to the next level. Not only with them all fighting against each other, but just sort of taking that big feel of all these superheroes, but still making sure they all had their moments. This had way more heroes than the original Avengers. And Marvel, uh, Age of Ultron, the, the second Avengers movie, sort of muddled it up, and I didn't think that everyone got their real chance to shine. Completely different in Civil War. Scarlet Witch got her chance to shine. Vision got his chance to shine. Falcon, Black Panther, uh, Black Widow, a ton of characters got to shine, while still really being a story about Captain America. Now... One thing to look forward to when you see this movie is the different action scenes. You have, of course, the big blockbuster action scene that's in the airport, but to me, spoiler alert, the end fight scene between Tony, uh, Bucky, and Cap is way more compelling because there's, there's bigger stakes. Regardless of what other people think, I love the villain in, Avenger, in, uh, in um, Captain America Civil War. I think it's really well thought out and really interesting how they sort of put him into the storyline. Captain America Civil War, number three. Now, number two on my list is Captain America the Winter Soldier, the second in the Captain America trilogy. But uh, to me, it's my favorite. It is, as I said earlier, in 2013, they started changing up how Marvel movies made. I guess it's 2014. They sort of changed how Marvel movies were made. And this was definitely sort of a political thriller with Captain America in it. I enjoyed the first Captain America, but this was the movie that, you know, sent everyone just like Captain America crazy. He was awesome, he was kind, he was compassionate, but he was a, a tough character, and, you know, he would always pick a fight, but always for the good reasons, and he would kick some butt in those, uh, in those uh, scenes. Now, of course, it introduced Bucky as the Winter Soldier, and you'll learn all those secrets, as well as having, you know, an interesting, an interesting plot twist. Once again, it's a villain that I really enjoy, and that's a big thing for Marvel movies, is sometimes they have weak villains, but if they have a good villain, it elevates the hero even more. So that's Captain America the Winter Soldier at number two. And at number one, if you know me, you know I'm a sucker for the space opera, you know I'm a sucker for Star Wars, and that's why my number one favorite Marvel MCU movie is... Guardians of the Galaxy. Talk about a movie that just speaks to me. It has a great soundtrack, it's a space opera, there's lovable characters, my favorite comedy and comedic points of any Marvel movie. Yes, it has an incredibly weak villain. I will totally, totally give that in. But me personally, Guardians just hits so many things I love. It hits the part of me that loves music, it's the part of me that loves Star Wars, it's the part of me that loves superheroes, it's got fun characters, engaging scenarios awesome locations and of course it tells a really good story um sure the movie has plenty of flaws i'll be the first one to admit that like i said before with the villains but uh, there's very few times i've had such a wonderful time at the movies and just laughing i've seen it multiple times in theaters i own it on dvd it's one of my uh, favorite movies of potentially even all time all right hope you enjoyed my podcast today everyone if you need uh, any questions concerns comments tell me how terrible my marvel top five is you can message me at or or at me at Richard Rosansky on Twitter. Um, also, if you want to like, follow, subscribe, or rate this video, you're more than welcome to. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Have fun.